Welcome to the Tactics Meeting. In today's episode, I'm bringing you a presentation that was given to the Northwest Area Communications Work Group by Sarah Zeman of the Marine Exchange of Puget Sound. This presentation outlines how to use social media during a response, and it's particularly valuable as it speaks to where we're getting our audience and which platforms we can use to reach that audience. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Sarah. I'm here from the Marine Exchange of Puget Sound today. I was asked to just give a basic social media communication sort of 101 rundown. Apologies for those of you who are already social media managers. You might know some of this already, but you know we've got Coast, we've got um, Unified Command, and some other people here, and so it's a good time for us to all sort of get on the same page with what we're doing with social media um, and communication, and maybe what we're using and how we're reaching people with it. A sort of outline of what we're going to cover. We're going to talk about some basic things to consider when we're thinking about social media and communication. We're also going to touch on, you know, establishing a Teams channel, a way to communicate with our internal team in advance. That's our keyword today is in advance. That's why we're all here. We're also going to talk about, you know, social media, of course. What channels are we using? How are they functioning differently? Who are we reaching on those channels? as well as, of course, setting up a dark site or page to coexist with that social media that we are using. So some basic things to consider. We've talked about it a lot already. The internet is moving fast. You know, people are saying things, true or not, on the internet, and we want to be out in front of that as soon as possible, you know, putting ourselves forward as the JIC and communicating what we want to let people know as soon as possible. And then when we look into social media, we're of course going to consider who our audience are, audiences are and then maybe where they are living on the internet. Not everyone is living in the same place. And age group is a really easy way to divide that, so that's sort of what we're going to look at today. This gives us a, a pretty easily viewable breakdown of what people are on what channels and how we can maximize those channels. I also wanted to touch just briefly on you know, hashtags in the time of day we're posting, it's not something we maybe really think about right off the bat when we are planning our communications, but it's easy for us to come back to when we get to it. So once we've named our incident, you know, attaching hashtags to our posts is going to be a really easy way to let people know where to find the information that we're posting, and it's going to be an easier way for us to gain the information that audiences are trying to send back to us. So once we have our incident name, you know, hashtag incident 2022, something of the sort that um, people can come back to is going to help both us and our audience. And then, of course, the time of day we're posting is not as important, maybe in the early hours of response. But as we're getting later into it, thinking about, you know, what time of day our, our impact, like impact zone is in, you know, maybe before 5 a.m. and after 10 p.m., we're not going to capture as much of our audience as we possibly can. So when we have time to think about that, maybe coming back to consider that would be in our favor. And then I'm also going to just continue to highlight the connection between website and social media. This was talked about in some of our groups yesterday when we were going over wildlife scenarios. But these are always connecting back to each other, and what one lacks, the other will make up for. So really understanding that we have to have both and are using both efficiently is going to help us out. 
And then of course, to have all this great external communication, we have to think about our internal communication. That's why we're here. We, we wanna make sure we're communicating well with our team because if we can't do that, we're not working swiftly, efficiently, effectively with our team. We're not gonna be able to do that with our audiences. So going right into social media, who is on social media? It turns out a little bit of everybody. <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, a little bit of everybody is on social media. So obviously those 18 to 29 are hitting really high percentages, but we're also seeing people over the age of 65, almost 50% of them now. So there are lots and lots of people on social media. People are using it. We can't ignore it in the face of response anymore. So understanding that people are here is our first step. And then the next step is sort of understanding where on the internet they are living. So. This is an outline of basically all of the, you know, social media platforms that are getting high participation, participation, engagement, relevancy right now. Each one is very different from the next. They're each reaching a very different audience. So when we're starting our communication response, we're probably going to, going to want to reach a little bit of everybody and we're going to have to consider which channels we can do that on. We are going to talk about a few of the most popular ones that might be important for us to consider in response in depth a little bit later but i did want to touch on reddit which is this little guy right here in the middle um, we touched on it a little bit yesterday too reddit is something that is where people are going to communicate they're going on there to communicate about news but the thing to consider in the face of response is when we are trying to put ourselves forward as a jick we want to convey you know, trust, we want to be a credible information source. And when we are posting on Reddit, we're posting anonymously. So when we're posting on other social media channels, we're posting under, you know, our personal name for our personal social media, we're posting under our business name. Reddit is not gonna help us communicate as a JIC, as a unified command because we're posting anonymously. So it's not something we're gonna use, but it is probably something we're gonna need to monitor. It is somewhere that people might go to you know, organize a protest or that kind of thing. And we want to know that that's happening, <laughs> but we are not going to get too much more in depth to it today. But the channels we are going to go into are these ones. So there are clear age trends in all of these channels. We are um, seeing a lot of engagement sort of at the front, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube's a little bit special. It's kind of hitting a lot of everybody. So we're just going to kind of recognize that right off the bat. But in green, we have you know, our top used channel by each age group and then followed by yellow, the next highest age group or platform for each age group. So Facebook and Instagram are getting a lot of engagement way over there. Basically anyone over 30 is touching Facebook and Instagram is most popular for those under 30. You can see that Facebook's number for those under 30 is pretty high, but these statistics are coming from age groups who say they have ever used any of these platforms. So I do want to highlight that while this age group has been on Facebook, Facebook was, you know, one of the first social media channels that really paved the way for all of the rest of these coming through. And this age group is on there, has been on there before. But as we get towards, you know, the lower ages, even of this age group, we're not actually seeing a lot of engagement anymore on here. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, the age group after this below 18 not even have ever used Facebook really because we've sort of got all these other options now. So I just wanted to highlight that. And then I also want to touch on the fact that Twitter and TikTok, you know, they're not as just overall high engagement, but their main engagement is that under 30 group. So we're going to talk a little bit about that more later. The next step after we have sort of considered where our audience is on the internet, this is where we want to come first if we're trying to, you know, figure out who we're touching and if we're touching everyone, we want to make sure we're covering through here, but the next step would be to consider which of these platforms are actually being used for news among people. So there's different amounts of adoption for news through different platforms as well as through different age groups. And yes, people are getting their news on social media, <laughs> believe it or not. And um, so over 50%, almost over 50% of all of these age groups are getting their news on a smartphone, computer, mobile device of some sort. A quarter of 39 to 40 year olds are specifically using that mobile device through social media to get their news. And that number increases to almost 50% for those under 30. So people are getting their news on social media and those under the age of 30, there's actually a good chunk of them who are only getting their news on social media. So we want to remember that this is relevant. You know, if there is a chunk of people who are only getting their news on social media, we definitely need to touch them when we're using it. Uh, when we look at television, radio, print, yes, television is still pretty popular for those over the age of 65. That's great. Um, but radio and print are really dropping off. TV is probably not too far behind. Social media is just the quickest way that we are communicating now, and it's only be adopted only being adopted more and more for news. So now that we sort of understand all these different things we need to consider when we're using our social media, the range of platforms we're using, what age, group for, what age groups we're actually able to cover with those platforms, and that there is a group of people who's only getting their news on social media, the last sort of step is considering the kind of content we're using. So what platforms are gonna lend themselves to different kinds of content we're sharing? So pictures, links, text, or using videos, these are all gonna lend themselves better to different platforms and gonna reach different people on different platforms. So we're gonna look at each of them a little bit. This touches a wide range of audiences. Basically anyone over 30 is on Facebook. You can use it with most kinds of media, text, videos. It works great for links, this sort of picture pop-up here is often what a link looks like. We call this, you know, Facebook, a Twitter. LinkedIn also has them cards. This is a great way to just catch people's attention on the internet, so it's great for that. Should we be using it? Yeah, probably, because it, it touches most of those people over 30, and it's, it's a great way, highly used for news. Next is Twitter. So Twitter is actually used very highly for news. Over 50% of the people who go on Twitter are actually using it for news. And as we learned earlier, you know, the 18 to 29 year olds who are on there are specifically the group that is using social media for news, that is using Twitter. So this is probably going to be a great place to capture that audience. It does have a text limit, so that's pretty important to remember. These messages have to be short and sweet. This sample post gives you sort of a length of what that looks like and it's best with sort of one to two pictures 
like some other platforms, it does this kind of weird cropping. So that's important to consider. And it does have a big trending section. Basically, you know, since we know it's used for news, people can go to this trending section and search for the news or people who are bored can just go on here and social media. And if you've got a, you know, big response, you might end up there. If you end up there, you're probably gonna get a lot of traffic. So it might be something to watch out for. <laughs> Instagram is made for pictures, largely used by those under 30, but it has some caveats with those pictures. So it's something that we probably are not gonna focus on unless we've got these great pictures. You know, pictures are the first thing that show up. You can include text, but you're not gonna see that text. You see a little, um, like a couple words and then you see see more and if your picture is not grabbing anyone's attention it's not too interesting people are not going to click on that see more button you also can't currently include links in your captions like directly clickable links there's other ways to do it if you know how to use stories or whatnot but you can't directly include a clickable link so if we're not grabbing people's attention with a picture we're not getting them to click on the caption to get the information and we can't get them back to the website with a clickable link. They're actually gonna have to go and manually type in the HTTPS. Like it's probably not gonna go over super well. So this is something that we're not gonna focus on until we have those pictures. It does touch this audience, but this audience is out. It's elsewhere. We saw that on the other slide. It's They're living other places on the internet and this is not gonna be the most efficient way to catch them until we have the pictures. LinkedIn, next up, mostly used for company, um, job, sort of searching, all of that fun stuff. Very professional facing platform. It's similar to Facebook and sort of how, how posts show up, good with text, links, all that stuff. But it doesn't have a super high overall engagement and it's not as relevant for news. It is something that we want to monitor, you know, lightly. If, if our company is being highlighted on there, being called out, you're going to know pretty quickly when you go on here, if you have a LinkedIn, since it's going to show up on your, you know, people are mentioning you. Um, but this is not a place that people are necessarily going to go to talk. They're probably going to go to Twitter or Facebook first. TikTok, some of you might be very familiar with this and some of you might not have ever heard of this. It's a very new platform as of the pandemic. It's definitely not something we're going to focus on in a response. It's very short, sort of informal videos, kind of as their way of um, putting forth information, but it is where things go extremely viral. <laughs> so the people on here are under 30. They're sharing information very fast. If something happens to go viral on here, you know, we're only getting 50% of those under 30 on this platform, but guess what, if it goes viral on here, people on here are going to take it over to Instagram, they're going to take it over to Twitter, and suddenly everyone under 30 is going to know about it in two hours. So it's something to watch, but not something we're probably going to use. And then finally, YouTube. We highlighted that all of the age groups are using this. It's very similar to Instagram in the fact that, you know, we're not going to use it until we have the video for it. It's a video-based platform. You can include captions, you can include links. It's going to be a great place to post the you know, press conferences that we have, the news coverage we get once we have it. But until we have that, it's not going to be a super focus. But it will be a great place to have those videos, especially to embed into our website later. Great place to host all of that content. So, 
lot of social media information, a lot of stuff to consider, and it sounds a little complicated, but believe it or not, there are apps to help you. <laughs> so a social media manager is a service you can sign up for. It's typically used for companies who are posting, you know, one, two, three times a day, typically used to schedule your posts. But what it can do for us is it can connect all of our social media platforms together. We can add all of our accounts in one place, draft a post in one place, and release it all at once. It's also a way to sort of triage commentary as they come in. We can gather content from lots of different platforms at once. It is something you have to pay for. It is something you have to understand how to use in advance or have set up in advance. So I'm not here to tell you whether you should use it or not. I just want you to know that it's a tool that you can have. And then after all of that social media information we've taken in, we're of course directing it back to our website. Social media does not tell the whole story. We can't have sort of our hub for all of the information. It does not replace the need for a fully fleshed out website. These two are always going to connect back to the other. What social media lacks maybe in depth of all of the relevant information we'll send people back to the website for and vice versa. What the website lacks in speed we'll send people back to social media for. So it's our responsibility responsibility as a JIC to you know be able to provide as much information as we can to people who are looking for it both quickly and fully. And so making sure these two are intertwined is going to help us do that. So of course, to have a sort of functioning website, we have to think about it in advance. So this is where we're sort of going to talk about a dark site or page. We're going to touch on it briefly. Just sort of some things that you might include on your dark site or page. And this is something that can just live on your website. You can make a you know, new website that's just ready to go, be turned on, or have a URL sent to it just hiding from the public until we need to edit it and turn it on in the face of response. It might look something a little bit like this. This is obviously you want to actually have it set up on, on a website or website builder. This is just sort of to give you a visual of what it could look like, you know, including blocks for pictures, relevant text, a hotline, maybe the wildlife hotline we talked about yesterday, all of that fun stuff. And then of course, embedding back to our social media to get the full circle here. And then something else I wanted to mention is our little boilerplates, you know, coming together as a unified command, showing people who all is qualified here, working on this together. This is something that it takes a lot of time. So thinking about it in the beginning, getting it in a place so that we don't have to go back and try and scramble to do it later. Anyone who's, who's built a website or messed with the website before knows it's kind of like a time warp. And you start doing it and suddenly you look up five hours later and your website's only halfway done. So considering this beforehand, building this beforehand, or finding someone who can do it for you. I have always thought about doing a dark page. If you don't know how to do a dark whole site, a dark page is just something we could all have on you know, our regular day-to-day -day business website. It's sort of this, it'll show up as you know, not not linked to your website, not shown on your website. It's just on the back end for you to look at. This is sort of what Squarespace looks like in the back end for those of you who are wondering. But we basically just have a little button that we can turn it on, turn it off, and suddenly it's ready to go. We can edit it without anybody seeing it and be ready to send it out whenever we need to. This is sort of the first step. And then of course, if you want to take it a little bit further, 
you can, you know, buy your own URL, send it to that page, or maybe you actually go another step forward and make its own website, send the URL to that website. Those are all options. But again, just thinking about this in advance is the key because if we don't know how to buy a URL or how to set up a page or how to send our URL to the page, that's just gonna be one more thing for us to try and figure out when there's already so much madness going on. And then finally, that brings us back to just establishing some sort of way to communicate with our team in advance. You know, Teams has obviously become the very popular way for us to do this, and it works pretty well most of the time um, in the early minutes and hours of response. Setting up the JIC, as has been mentioned, is going to be really important, and we need to be able to get people together quickly. So a really easy way for us to have you know, best practice is just set up uh, a channel called Next Incident and get everyone who might be there in the channel so when the time comes we can just pull who we need to, get them in the JIC, start communicating, whatever we need to do, everyone's right here. Something we always say we're gonna do and then we never actually do it. So let's do it today, tomorrow. Let's do it now so we're ready. So as we sort of wrap this up, this are, these are the main takeaways I sort of want to leave you with this time that we have now today and just before a response, let's take some time to get familiar with our social media, get familiar with our website, find those audiences we talked about, and you know, make sure that we're reaching everyone we need to with the channels we have. You know, what channels do you have access to right now and what channels might you need to make up for sort of with the rest of your jig. And then of course, dedicating and training staff to do this. You know, knowing where these people are on your team or knowing where you can find them or train them is gonna be key because this is why we're here. This is obviously really important and we need people who know how to do this. So finding those people. And then of course, considering the information and approval process from the UC, we've highlighted this, but just making sure we're on the same page, you know, the internet moves so fast and people are going to say those things true or not. And the faster we can make this process go, the quicker we can get out there in front of the mis disinformation. That's only going to help us so we don't have to backpedal, as Dan said. And then just overall, plan in advance. You know, set up your social media channels, set up your website, plan your team's channel now. So when we're ready, we're not finding someone scrambling for the Twitter password or trying to get a hold of so-and-so on the phone because we can't get them in the team's channel. You know, all of these things, just planning in advance that when we come to our drills, when we come to a response, we're ready to, to practice and to train and, and you know, be ready to respond. So that is what I have for you today. Any questions? Yes. So I'm not under 30. Um, can you tell me, um, and I hesitate to you know, personally get on TikTok and some of these others that mm -hmm. just are you know, a time suck for so many of us. Can you give a brief, like, you know, when you're talking about searching and monitoring some of the sites, could you just go through really briefly like the best way to check? For instance, TikTok, I wouldn't know how to get in there and monitor without some, some back research, which I will do, but if you could lead me in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, so most of these social media platforms have like a home page base. I sort of touched on it on the Twitter. Twitter has very specific home page bases. Um, you know, you can filter by news, you can filter by entertainment and sort of things like that. But all of these other pages have home-based pages. Some of them will have an algorithm to sort of give you what they may or may not think you want to see that day. But that is kind of where the, 
you know, hashtags and linking of relevant agencies, you know, um, understanding what else people might be using to sort of track information that might be relevant to you. So if we can get it under a hashtag that we have sort of put forth, that's going to be easiest for us. But searching in ways similar, you know, like hashtag news is just like a basic example, but searching for news in that way, you know, oil spill, you can go on there and just search for these kinds of things. And also, you know, all of other news agencies are on here, you know, going to see what the news agencies are posting about. If they have stuff on their website, they're probably sharing it on their social media. Um, so just kind of starting there and you'll sort of track down through, you know, <laughs> the rabbit hole of information. But that's sort of a place to start. And Thank you for taking the time to join us for the Tactics Meeting podcast. I hope this presentation on how to use social media was valuable and you can feel free to reach out to Sarah Zeman if you have questions about her presentation. If you have a question or a comment, you can email us at podcast at the tactics meeting dot online. You can call me at 206-495-3805. And if you have a suggestion for a topic or would like to be a guest, I would really like to hear from you. So tactics meeting is over. Let's get back to the rest of the planning piece.